perfect mess is my perfect mess. son's been talking about a lot of pretty cool things recently um he's been saying things like when i get older i'm gonna buy you and mama a car i'm gonna get mom whatever car she wants and i'm gonna get you the car you want and he says what kind of car you want and I immediately said a 1971 Chevelle Supersport convertible. Because that's the car that I've always wanted. And I showed it to him. And he said, he's like, all right, I'm buying it. And I said, great. I'm excited. I go, this is the color I want. <clears throat> I knew the answer. And I shared it with him. I shared it with him all the details and everything. And without a care in the world I did it and I said but what do you got to do first he goes I got to handle business and then I said and then what I said he's like get a house first I said exactly I said you got to get a house for yourself take care of you make sure you're okay if you have a family by the time you get this money Take care of your family, your kids, all of that. And then if it makes sense for you, I would love to have that car. Because I believe you can do it. And he says, I understand. I understand. And I said, all right. I said, what, is, what do they teach you in the airport? Like, I mean, excuse me, in, a, in an airplane, when you're on an airplane. When you sit down in the airplane and they start telling you all the rules and they ask you to pay attention, what do they tell you about the oxygen masks that come down? And he says, oh, put yours on first. I said, why? He said, because you need to be able to have oxygen oxygen and breathe yourself before you can help somebody. I said, exactly. So that's why I'm telling you when you get this money. You take care of you and your family first. You have to be okay. He's like, yep, I understand. Now, if you noticed the language that I use, I said when. And I do that on purpose because I don't ever want my sons to, to think that I have any doubt. Because he's 12 and he's been talking like this for a couple years now. He wants a Lamborghini. He showed me a Ferrari today that he wants. And I said, I believe you can get it. I do. And I know he's inspired by, you know, a lot of people say, well, these are all, these are all, uh, material items. And I, and I get that, but he also knows that material items aren't going to make you happy. But I'm never going to knock him for wanting to find her things in life. And 
it brings me to his Instagram. I, uh, when he got on his Instagram, I started showing him some people to follow because I want him to be inspired and I want him to always be getting great information and great and seeing great posts. I know he's a kid. He's going to follow some things that maybe I wouldn't want him to follow within reason. But I also follow some people that I know are going to keep him on the up and up and going to keep his spirits up and get him motivated more than I could get him motivated. And so I, I have him follow these guys. And a lot of these guys are successful in business. But not only that, they are very well spoken. They have amazing podcasts and some of these guys are into sports cars. Some of these guys are into the finer things of life. And I want my kid to see this. Even if his dad doesn't have these things, I want him to, to see what is possible. And I want him to believe that he can do anything. And just because I didn't do it, did it was never a goal of mine. Like I told him, I said, you know, I've never actually wanted a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. He said, why, dad, look how cool they are. I said, no, they are beautiful cars. But I don't know. I've never wa- I've never said like, man, I want one of those. I've never wanted one. But I've definitely wanted a 71 Chevelle. Don't know. I just love that car. And I want a truck, a big truck. I've always loved trucks. I said, that's, that's where I'm at. Don't get me wrong. Lamborghinis and Ferraris are super dope, but it's never been a car that I've, you know, man, I can't wait to get one of those. Just not me. I said, but I love the fact that you're shooting so high because that's, that's dope. That's, that's telling me that you got big goals and you know what it's going to take to get there. And I believe you can do it. You know, he, he, uh, we, we left jujitsu today, and this is what gave me the idea to have this podcast today. By the way, this is episode 136 of the Perfect Mess podcast, and uh, we're leaving jujitsu tonight, and my son says, uh, Dad, I'm going to build you a gym like this, a warehouse. And I go, oh, yeah? He goes, yeah, for training. And then Jordan goes, yeah, well, we got to make sure it's big enough to have a baseball area, too, so Dad can coach and train kids. I said, shoot, by the time we build this thing, you guys will probably be ready to coach some kids, too. And they said, yeah. I said, that'll be awesome. I said, I would love it. He goes, yeah, you could set up your um, training there. You could do baseball. He goes, and then you could have like an area for a podcast. Listen to the way he's thinking. This is this is exactly how I used to think when I was younger about I'm I'm not talking about the cars and everything but I'm talking about business wise wanting to set up a a a warehouse that has rooms for everything that's still a goal of mine it, you know it may take me a little while longer than I planned but that's still a goal of mine and the fact that he did that on his own and said that Super impressive. And then Jordan chimed in and said what he said. Yeah, we got to make sure it has baseball, a baseball area to do indoor batting, indoor fielding, do all that. And Jaden goes, yeah, that's, that's what it has to have that. And I go, yeah, I agree. I, I get excited when 
I hear him talk like this and hear Jordan talk like this. Jordan talks about wanting to go pro, wanted to play college baseball and wanted to try and give it everything he can to go pro. And I tell him, I believe you can because you've dedicated your life to baseball. I believe it. And he's not afraid of the work. He told me tonight. He said, I was tired a little bit today at school. I said, okay. I go from getting up early, going to the gym. He goes, yeah, but he goes, I mean, I'm okay. He goes, but I'm glad I went. I go, why? He goes, because even when I don't want to go, like, I know how I feel afterward. Like, if I don't go, I don't feel right. Like, something feels off. I said, that's where you need to be, right there. That's your body saying, hey, we cheated ourselves. We didn't do the work. We didn't earn this day. I said, that's where you have to be. And I know... Some some kids are going to say, dang, that's crazy. Your dad gets you guys up that early when you're with him to go to the gym. I'm still sleeping for another two hours before, before you know, I get up. And that's fine. But you're not those kids. And, and those kids probably don't have the dreams that you have. I said, the dream that you have right now. The odds are so stacked against you, son. They're so stacked against you. I'm not even going to lie to you. But I believe you can do it. And I believe you have the work ethic. I said, so I I believe in you because you've shown me that you're willing to do all this and not complain. When your uncle's in town and he does different types of workouts than I do. You know, their uncle used to play water polo. He was a swimmer. He did all those types of workouts. So he does different workouts. When my boys go with him, he he does a completely different circuit than I do. The only thing I think we do is similar is he takes them on a hike. But other than that, the workouts with him are completely different. And I told my sons, I like that. You need that. Your body needs to try all these different things. To help you with your mobility, your strength, you're going to work on muscles that I don't work with you on, with your uncle. And then when you come with me, you're going to do things that you don't do with your uncle. If you notice, we both have different body types. We play different sports. But it's all the benefit to help you guys. You know, I am. I always encourage my kids, but I find a middle ground. I live in the middle. And what I mean by that is I keep reality somewhere in there to let them know, hey, this is going to be hard. You may or may not make it. But I think you have it in you, too make it but it's going to be hard I tell Jaden that hey I love the fact that you want a Lamborghini a Ferrari and you want this you want that I love it I love the fact that you say you're going to build a a warehouse for me that you want to buy me my house I I love it but just understand that that does not come easy that comes with lots of work 
and smart moves. This kid told me tonight, I'm going to be a millionaire by 16. What do you think I said to him? Do you think I said, no, you're not, man. Be, be realistic, okay? Get through school. I didn't do any of that. You know what I said to him? I said, let's go. You got three years. I said, I believe it because there are more 16-year-old millionaires right now than there ever were in my day. I didn't shut it down. And I'll tell you what that does for your kids. It, first of all, it probably surprises them. And second of all, it shows them that you have the utmost faith in them. And you believe in them. And that makes them feel like they can do anything. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to pull that off. But if he does, I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised at all. If Jordan goes pro or Jaden goes pro playing baseball, I won't be surprised. They have done more baseball in the first five years of baseball than I ever did in my entire baseball career. They have played so many games, competitive games, than I ever did. And Jordan just got to high school. He's played more baseball games than I ever did. I believe that it can happen and I won't be surprised. So I always tell them, let's do it. You understand what it takes. There are no guarantees. There are no promises. You have to earn everything. As a matter of fact, when we go to the gym at 545 in the morning when we're working and my son was tired like he was this morning and he was a little bit moody, I told him, I said, hey. I don't care if you're moody. Get through this workout. This is what you want. There are going to be days like this that you don't want to be here. Get through this workout. Do not get upset when I stop you mid-set because you're doing the reps wrong and I'm correcting you. I'm correcting you because we have a muscle group that we're working on and the way you're doing it is working on a completely different muscle group. So I'm going to correct you so you do it right. And I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for you. This is what you want. You've told me this is what you want. And, and I will be there and support you and do everything I can within my power to help you get there. But it takes work. These are the days that it takes. It takes these early mornings. It takes these weekends where your, some of your friends are going to be out at the beach hanging out with their friends and you're going to be training. It takes, it takes dedication. It takes telling your girlfriend in high school, hey, I can't go to that party. I've got to train. I've got a big game coming up or I, my, this season has to go well for me. I got a lot of people looking on me, lo looking at me right now. It takes dedication like that. And along the way, you may lose some people, but you have to understand you have a goal. You have a dream that you're trying to achieve. Same thing with Jaden. 
I tell him the same thing. You want all these things? Great, I'm here for it. But just know, it is going to take you busting your butt to make it happen. And I believe you can do it. And whatever you need from me, I will do it. I'm sharing this with you guys because... uh, I'm a movie buff, right? And me and and me and my sons, we like to go to the movies a lot and watch movies. And uh, I don't watch Netflix a whole lot, but when I do watch Netflix, I usually try to watch documentaries and whatnot. Um, but there's a movie that I came across the other day that I waited until my sons were with. My sons have been with me for the last three days um, because their mom has been out of town on business. But I made sure that we found a way to watch this movie one night this week, and it was a movie called The Hill. Now, The Hill is about a a baseball player named Ricky Hill. And uh, I believe the father is Dennis Quaid, the actor Dennis Quaid, and he's a pastor. But Ricky Hill is, is, a, is a kid, they grew up in uh, Texas, I believe in the Fort Worth area. And this is based on a true story. But Ricky Hill is a kid who grew up and had braces on his legs, kind of like Forrest Gump, you know, familiar with the movie Forrest Gump and how when he was younger, he had leg braces. Uh, well, Ricky Hill had something similar going on because he also had a spinal disease um, that he was, that he was born with. Now, this spinal disease was uh, a disease that ages your bones at a very rapid rate where they become very frail, all right, and they break easily. And to put it, how can I put this? I think he was in his late teens, early 20s when the doctor told him that he had the spine of a 60-year-old man. That's how fast fast his bones were uh, deteriorating. But the one thing about this kid was he never took no for an answer. This kid lived and breathed baseball. From hitting stones with a stick in his backyard to... Uh, going out there with his friends and and playing pickup games and facing some of the toughest kids who pitched in his neighborhood and, and, and just creating a name for himself in the, in the baseball community with the, with the kids throughout the neighborhood and his city. And as he got older, he continued to play. His dad did not want him to play because he, he want, his dad wanted him to be a pastor like him. His dad was very stubborn. Dad always preached about faith, always preached about God's God's way and God's plan. But didn't practice what he preached with his son, with his son. Because every chance that he got with his son and the and baseball came up when I tell you this kid loved baseball, he absolutely loved baseball. It was all, every time he spoke about it, he said, this is what I, I know this is a gift from God. Every coach that came across him said, this guy is a, is special. He is a, he is a miracle. This kid hits absolute bombs 
He was a home run hitter, a power hitter. This kid is special every time. And his dad never wanted to him to play baseball. In fact, every time it came up, he would pull him aside and say, "Listen, you're not going to play baseball." It's never it was it wasn't that he wasn't going to allow him, but he was telling him, "You have a, a, a bone disease. Just accept it. Forget about baseball. You're never going to play. No one's going to pick you up. In fact, you're going to go out there. They're going to make fun of you. The way you walk. Your braces. Everything. Focus on the Lord. Put your, put your efforts towards being a pastor that's what I am. He never once talked him up. All of that faith he talked about in church, he didn't show to his son. All of that God's plan, God has a plan for each and every one of us. We have our own plan from God. He never once thought that maybe this was God's plan for his son. He never once thought that his faith should have been in his son and he should have been giving that to his kid. Instead, he belittled him. Instead, he talked him down. Instead, he told him everything that he wasn't going to be able to do or capable of doing. Instead of lifting him up. (coughs) Excuse me. It got to a point where Ricky's brother, <clears throat> Ricky's brother, uh, when they were going to play baseball for the local team, uh, the parents needed to sign paperwork so the kids could play. And Ricky's brother forged his dad's signature and then gave the paper to his younger brother Ricky so he could play and when his dad found out about that um, he told his son he's not playing baseball and then he brought his oldest son outside and he was going to whip him And he realized his older son was willing to take the punishment because he loved his brother and because he wants his brother to play baseball. And he put the whip down and hit the belt and told him to go in the house. And this was God convicting him for not having faith in his son. And still this man went through these years of his son playing baseball. And didn't go to one game. Not one. When I tell you this kid was so special, man. They were hitting rocks with a stick in a field. And this kid smoked one of these rocks over some trees. Went over the trees, 
over a little, I want to say a little lake, a little, not a little lake, a little creek or something, and hit an old school truck, broke the window. And the kid said, let's run. And Ricky said, no, my dad always taught me to own up to my mistakes. They said, what are you doing? And he says, I'm walking over there. I'm going to own up to it. He walks over there and this big husky guy in overalls goes, and he's holding the rock. He goes, who hit that? And Ricky raised his hand. He said, I did, sir. I'm sorry. I'll get a job and I'll work it, work off that money and pay it so you can get a new window. And the guy looked at him. He said, you mean to tell me that you hit this rock with that stick from way on the other side of those trees and you hit my windshield? He said, yes, sir. And he said, you're special. That's a, you are, you're a phenom. He said, you know what a phenom is? No, sir. And he explained to him what a phenom is. Something that doesn't come around very often. He says, let me see, let me, let me, let me ask you something. I'm going to give you this back. Let me see you do it again. They go back over there. He said, you do this again. He goes, I got plenty of windshields I can go ahead and replace this with. But I'll be the first. He goes, about, he goes, I'll pay. He goes, no, nah, you can pay me back later. He goes, I'll be the first one to believe in you. When you make it big, you can pay me back once you make it big. That kid went to the other side of that field on the other side of those trees and did it again. And that guy stood there and watched as that rock hit that windshield. And he said, I'll be down. Now that same man ended up coaching him in baseball and ended up being the guy to guide him to get him to the scouts for the major leaguers to to find out who he is he had faith in him never left his side in fact wheeled and dealed his dad and you know and 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 dealt with with the attitude of his father to get him to play now, the story ends with, you know, finally, when he goes to this, he plays this final tryout and uh, his dad leaves church. He was being stubborn and it was a very special night because he was actually being, uh, he was DHing for two teams that were playing against each other because they, the scout wanted to prove to him that he wasn't the hitter that he thought he was. He says, I'm going to put you up against major leaguers tonight. You're going to DH for both teams. So it was a big deal. This this scout was trying to break him and tell him he's not ready. Well, he went 10 for 10. Five hits for one team and five hits for the other team. But when he got up for his 11th at bat, his dad showed up. And he stood in the outfield by the, by the fence. On third baseline, excuse me. He was on the third baseline by the fence. And they brought in this closer. This guy was a major league pitcher who had been in town for rehab and this was going to be his toughest uh, opponent of the night and the guy drilled him hit him in the ribs you know Ricky fell down the scout came up and said forget about it it's over he said just get up you went 10 for 10 he said take your base he goes no I'm not taking my base he goes take your base that's how this works he says this isn't a real game I'm DHing for both teams. This isn't a real game. 
I'm taking my bat. He said, hey, you got nothing left to prove. He says, yes, I do. Ricky hadn't even seen his dad yet. So he gets up, faces this guy. This guy throws a heater, and Ricky takes him deep. Now, as he's running, rounding the bases, he rounds second base, he comes rounding, going towards third, he sees his dad. And his dad's in tears. Never seen him play baseball in his life. And he realized, man, my son has a gift, and I've missed it this entire time. I missed this. I missed every single game because of my pride, because I didn't believe in him, because I thought that his disability was going to disable him for the rest of his life. I didn't believe he could do it. Ricky saw him, smiled, was so happy that he got to see that moment. Ricky went on to play Major League Baseball for a few years, did well, and then uh, the disease caught up to him. I think he only played four or five years, and then the disease caught up to him, and he was done. And he didn't live much longer after that. The reason why I'm sharing that with you is because that movie spoke to me because of what my kids have been talking to me about. And I can only imagine if that's the approach I would have with them, how it would just bring their spirits down. That if every time they talked about something big, that every time I'd say, stop, just get a job, get through school. Don't worry about all that. You don't have to have a Lamborghini. You don't have to have a Ferrari. You don't, hey, Listen, you're probably going to end at high school ball. You know, don't worry about it. You'll get you'll be lucky if you get to play JC. Ima- listen to listen to how that sounds. How how bad is that? For a father to do that to his children. They haven't even been given a chance. And you're knocking them down. It's like they're getting ready for a race and they're in ready, set, go. And then the minute that gun fires, you throw your leg out and you trip them. Why? Because you didn't do it for yourself? Because you're more afraid of what the world's going to do to your son than, than, than giving him a chance and maybe looking and seeing that he may go out there and be great? You have to find the middle ground. Yes, give them some reality. But don't just give them nothing but reality and be some Debbie Downer and knocking them down so they don't have any belief that they can do it. Instead, maybe why don't you jump in the trenches with them? So when they do get to that level. They remember the things that you did alongside them. 
the time that you took out of your own life and your job and everything that you wanted to do that you gave to them to make sure that they had the best chance they had that they could have i have this vision i have this vision with my kids and some could say oh that's you know you're dreaming Listen, I don't care to hear from nobody who who lives their life like that. I don't because you've already given up because you've already accepted. I'm just going to be the normal guy that goes into my nine to five and comes home, drinks a beer and goes to bed. I'm pushing 50 and I'm still not doing that. I still get up every day and chase my dreams, do things that most guys my age aren't even doing. Because I have not lost focus. Yeah, I'm not where I want to be. But that doesn't mean I don't get up every day and I don't keep trying. I have this vision. That my kids make it. And in a special moment. When they're being interviewed. They say. You know, my dad used to take us to the gym at 5.30 in the morning on school nights, on school days. So we would be up at 5.30 at the gym by 5.45 working out. And then we would come back to the house and we would take a cold shower for two minutes, sometimes three minutes. And then we would eat our breakfast we would get ready for school and we would go to school at eight o'clock. And then when we got out, we either had baseball practice or we did jujitsu or we would do something else, be in the backyard hitting balls. My dad used to take us to the, to the field. I would call my friends and see anybody who wanted to go out there and get some reps. And then I'll call my dad. Dad, can you take me and my friends over to the park over here and hit us fungos, ground balls, fly balls? Sure can. My dad used to take us hiking so we could burn calories, trim down. My dad showed us how to go in the sauna. 180, 190 degree heat for 15 minutes. Showed us what the sauna was good for. Then we would go to the steam room. And as much as I hated the steam room, I did it because I knew my dad was trying to get us to be mentally tough, mentally strong. And he was teaching us, educating us what these two things, the sauna and the steam room did for our bodies. And you know what? Anytime one of my teams, whether it be Little League or Travel Ball or high school, anytime one of my teams needed another coach or needed somebody there that knew baseball, you know the first person that they called? My dad. And without fail, my dad answered the call. Whether it was coaching first base, whether it was coaching third base, whether it was running drills, or whether it was coaching the damn team himself, my dad answered the call. 
I'm here because of that. And on the flip side, my mom. My mom drove us everywhere. My mom made sure that my uniforms were in the best shape. I'm talking about we'd have three or four games. And then when we were dead tired going to sleep, she'd be up late making sure that our uniforms were ready for the next morning for the games. Sitting at that field for hours. Working from her phone. Because she didn't want to miss anything. Running fundraisers for my team. I have that vision because I have shown my kids that I believe that they have the the gift to do everything that they're aiming to do. I believe in them. I do give them reality. I do tell them that this is going to be very difficult. This is not easy. What you're talking about wanting to do is not easy. So when you are being pushed and you want to break, you cannot complain. You cannot. Let me put it to you this way. You can complain, but you still need to do the work. Those days that we go running in the rain, that's, for, that's a mental mind fuck I'm doing on purpose. Yeah, we could go into the gym and run on the treadmill, but those days I take you out there in the rain to run in the rain, it's to toughen you up. It's to show you that sometimes it's not that pretty. Sometimes it's, it's, it's cold, it's wet. And not all the time you have your ear pods in listening to music. Sometimes all you hear is your feet pounding the concrete and the rain smacking on your hat as you're running. So you can complain, but you still do the work. And when you get to the next level, that coach is going to say, who trained you? Because I've been trying to break you since you got here. And I can't break you. Who trained you? My dad did. Matter of fact, he trained alongside me. It's what it takes. If you are a father or a father to be, you need to have faith in your children. You have to believe that when they tell you they want to do something that you and your mind, maybe you don't think is possible. You need to tell them, I believe you, baby boy or baby girl. If you have a girl. I believe you. And you know what? I'm going to be right here with you. And whatever I need to do to help you get there, I'm willing to do it. And if I don't know how to do it, I will find someone that can help you do it. 
Your faith has to be bulletproof. It cannot waver. You cannot teach your kids about faith and about God having a plan for every one of us. And then when they tell you something that they want to do, you and your mind say that can't possibly be God's plan. You don't have the talent. You don't have the ability. In fact, you have a disability. You better rewind and think, maybe this is God's plan. Maybe this is God showing me you need to step your faith up because I'm about to show you through your children that everything is possible. And make you a believer. I know you think you're a believer now, but you watch. You watch. Watch what watch what I do. I have unwavering faith in both of my sons. And I believe God has a plan. And in their minds, that plan may be different from what I thought God's plan was for them. And that's okay. That's okay. And I'll say it again. If you are a father or a father to be. You need to have bulletproof faith in your children. And you have to accept the fact that maybe. God's plan for your children is not the plan that you had for your children. That's all I got. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you feel like someone needs to hear it, please share it. Share it, share it, share it. Text it to somebody. I don't care if you text the Spotify, Apple version, or if you text the YouTube to them, please share it. Let them hear it. If you're on any of these apps, please hit like, comment, review. Do all of that. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit that that notification bell. Hit the thumbs up. Leave a comment in the comment section. I appreciate all of you for continuing to listen to this podcast. My website is raymolina.com. I have my writings up there, blogs, book reviews. The podcast is there. You can listen to every episode from the past. You can also shop on my website. I have a merch store there that has a lot of different merchandise. Please check it out, raymolina.com. Bookmark it. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok, it is at the perfect mess pod. And if you would like to follow my personal page on TikTok and Instagram, they are both at it's Ray Molina. All right. My YouTube is youtube.com slash the perfect mess pod. Like I said earlier, please subscribe. I hit the notification bell and please leave a comment. Thumbs up on any of these episodes that you're listening to and share them, please. All right. I thank you guys so much for everything. Um, like I said, it's not it's not a requirement, but if you would like to donate, I have 
plenty of people that always message me and say, man, I'd like to shoot you a few dollars uh, for what you do. I love it. And I just like to, to donate, man, to show my appreciation. If that is you, I have a cash app. It is dollar sign. It's Ray Molina. And my Venmo is at it's Ray Molina. All right. That's all I got. Like I always say, my life isn't perfect. Oftentimes it is a mess. But for me, it is the perfect mess. Peace. Perfect mess is my perfect mess.